Good morning. So did you enjoy that little bit of snow we had yesterday? Yeah, woo, it was. <laughs> we were actually driving from Rock Hill back here and around Spartanburg. It was looked like it was like a blizzard. It was amazing. I thought that it would be a foot of snow, but then it went away. If you, if you want to request, let me give you some announcements as I welcome you here this morning. Uh, first, a reminder, of course, about the prayer cards. If you want to uh, have a, raise your hand for the ushers to see you and make sure you put a check mark if you want it shared or not. Okay, we have several announcements. Our regular Sunday night programs, Handbells, Choir, Mission Kids, and Bible Study meets tonight. We want to thank you for our support of our mission kids during the Make a Swish basketball fundraiser. I think I got the right date, let's see. Yeah, February 17th. Money is due Sunday, February 24th for the Greenville Road Warriors hockey game on Friday, March the 1st. Then we'll meet at Fuddruckers for dinner at 5.30 if you can. Um, and then uh, you can pick your tickets up there or you can make prior arrangements. Please turn your money into the church office. See Wayne or Christy Morris or KG or Christians or concerns. The, um, this happens to also be the, um, the Greenville District is also using that night as a fundraiser for the Stop Hunger Now campaign, which is one of the district uh, mission emphasis. And so there will be a whole bunch of, should be, hopefully, be a whole bunch of other Methodists there. We didn't know about it when we planned this, that we're going to do that. But there is uh, going to be some information stuff there about stock hunger now, and you may want to bring an extra dollar or two to put in, a, in the offerings or whatever that they're going to be doing that day. Uh, today's uh, Council of Ministries, just a reminder, meets at 4, and the um, reminder that the... Um, confirmation class meets at 4.30. And then in just a little bit, we're, they're going to talk to you about the, uh, I think, we're going to talk, somebody's going to talk about this. Yep, okay, children's ministry team. And um, I just want to talk about it for a minute. This is, we're rolling this out as our um, Lenten project, and you'll hear a whole lot more details. But I just want to urge that every family uh, trying to participate. There's these really cool calendars, and then there's this this arc that has to be slightly assembled, but I'm challenged like that, so I didn't assemble this one first to show you, but it does assemble into a little arc. And the main thing I want to, you to know is that we are, Leanna Morris is in the process of doing a special project in which she's trying to raise money for a church. Now, if we raise $5,000 for this ark through this heifer project, we will be able to give them an ark full of animals. And what we're trying to do is to see if we can get this to be coordinated, because I'm convinced Leanna will raise the money she needs. So we will have a church, and then wouldn't it be cool if we could carry an ark full of animals to the same village, and then Andy and I were talking about, then maybe a few months later, we could carry it, do a mission trip to this village once we figure out what, where the village is. Wouldn't that be cool? So we want to try to see if we can connect all these things into that. Okay? All right. And um, one more thing. Is, is, the, is Paul and Olympia, Eddie, happen to be here? Are you here? Can you raise your hand if you're here? Okay. All right. Does anybody, okay. They're not here. I was going to talk to them. They're here. Okay. 
Um, and the children are here singing, and we're very happy about that. And I guess they come up now because we're ready to go. Let's start. Not now. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm the last to always get the memo, okay? You know that there was a finance committee meeting this morning, or supposed to be. I come over here and sit around for about 10 minutes early, got up early, ate breakfast early, go over here in the freezing cold early. Guess what? It had been canceled. But nobody told the preacher. <laughs> All right, let's stand and sing. Oh, my God. 
adults, if you will take a seat, and children, if you will come up and find your place on the carpet, we'll do our first song. If there are any other children that would like to come join us for a children's sermon, now's the time to do that. Otherwise, stand up and greet one another. Meet somebody new this morning. Y'all did fantastic singing. I could hear you all the way back there. Y'all did a great job. Well, listen, does anybody know what season of the church year we just started? Lent, that is correct. And for Lent this year, our whole congregation, 
the 9 o'clock, the 11 o'clock. Anybody who wants to is going to be participating in this Heifer International Lenten journey. Okay, now it's a really cool thing. We, these, and I want to make sure everybody sees these, these are the little banks. And they're not just one per family. We've got bukus of these things. I mean like six or seven hundred. So please, they're stacked at the back. Take them. I promise it's not that hard to make one of these. I'm going to make one right now. Can you hold my mic, John? Basically, you just fold it. it there's directions on the back. See the directions? Even y'all can do this, I promise, okay? You just fold it on all the dotted lines, okay? All the dotted lines, just like this. And then you take these two ends, like this right here, fold them over like that, and you get something like that. You pinch, pinch, that's right, Rochelle, right here, fold this up, put it down into the bank itself, side one, same thing on the other side, and you have your bank. And it's really not that hard, I promise, okay? Oh, thank y'all very much. But I want you to get home. You get, get one for everybody in your family, okay? And you get home, and you read the directions all together, and then you race and see who can put it together the fastest, and I bet you kids will win. All right, well, there's some other things back there on the table as well, okay? There are calendars, and these are really cool calendars. For the next four weeks, from now until Palm Sunday, we're going to be filling these banks with any extra change you have. And hopefully at the end, when we all bring our banks together on Palm Sunday, we're going to sit them up here on the altar in this service and in the 11 o'clock, and then we're going to, they're going to count all the money, and hopefully we will have $5,000, and we can buy, listen to all the stuff we can buy to send to a village in, uh, in a poorer part of the country. They can find chickens and cows and fish and goats. We can even send llamas. You know what a llama is? Okay, you know what a llama is? All right, we can send pigs we can send rabbits and water buffalo y'all ever seen a water buffalo yeah no i haven't either but we can send a water buffalo seeds and trees stuff for water purification all kind of stuff but what you do is you take your calendar home okay and then you look like today is sunday and it says the gift of hope the most important gift people can ever receive from heifer international is the one they can't feel or smell or see it's the gift of hope because of your donation lives can be restored families can become self-supporting again and they can share their hope with others by passing on the gift and then each day like tomorrow it says bees all right heifer gives beehives to families in kenya honey and wax from the hives provide income and can be used for medicine where's the honey jar add 25 cents for every honey jar in your kitchen so if you got a jar of honey in your cupboard at home, tomorrow each of you will add a quarter or 25 cents into your bank. And there's stuff like that for every day. And this goes to help somebody who doesn't have the money to put into a bank every day during Lent. They don't have the money to buy the food and the, and the water, the clean water that they need. So this is a really good project for us to take on during Lent, okay? So I want you to get your families fired up about collecting for Heifer International, okay? All right, will y'all pray with me real quick? Repeat after me. Dear Lord, help this church reach others for your name. Amen. All right, you can go back to your seats now.
So there's plenty of them. So take pencils, badges, calendars, and take them to people you know, families and friends, and say, you know, maybe, you, maybe all you have is grandchildren. Take them to some of your grandchildren. So we, wanna, we really want to get behind this project. We're really, really hoping this becomes something. Wouldn't it be cool if we ended up then like adopting this village and memorial and them had this relationship and we just went there every year and stuff? Wouldn't that be cool? See, I, I, got, big, I got big vision on this. I'm hoping, you know, Leanna started it with her church idea, planting a church. Okay, let's, let's get ready to pray. Let's bow our heads prepare our hearts for prayer. O oh Lord, in your mercy, hear the prayers of these thy people. O oh God, we know that from the very beginning you watched over us. And we know that, there, that when we uh, take time to, to come to you, you are a fortress for us, to protect us, you are a refuge for us to deliver us. And so we come humbly for you this day and we lift up your name and we, we praise you, O oh God, and we thank you for allowing us to be here and to know you and to, to be part of the family of God. And yet, O oh Lord, we must confess that uh, even though we're not to be afraid, we often fear. And though we're to live as, and know that you will provide for us, we often spend all our time uh, searching here and there and to and fro, uh, trying to gain physical things for ourselves. We seek the powers of this world rather than the reward of faith. But you have promised that if we call upon your name, we will be saved. So, Lord of heaven and earth, we come now asking you to save us from our sin. And in this time of Lent and when we examine ourselves and think about those things that we need to change and things we need to give up and things we need to take on. Lord, we pray that you fill us with your Holy Spirit and allow us to have courage to resist temptation, uh, to renounce evil, and to confess with our lips that Jesus is Lord of our life by, by the way we act towards others and have the light that we shine into our, our home and into our school and our work and our community, our country, our world. Guide us by your grace that as we do these works of mercy, that we might take delight in them to the fact that they would bring the light of Christ to those that we share with. May your word be a power to us. May your word heal the sick. Um, may your truth be a shining light of hope to those who are discouraged. May your presence be a consolation to those in despair and a comfort to those who mourn. And we pray this day, O oh Lord, for each one listed on our prayer list in our bulletin. We pray, O oh God, also for a, the family of Tony who, who died in a car accident this week. We pray for healing for a sister. We pray, O oh Lord, for many prayers that are so close to us that we can only pray them in the silence of our hearts. And we do that now. O oh Lord, you are generous to all who call upon you. Generously grant what we ask, for we pray in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray. Our Father, 
who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. It is the first Sunday in Lent, and the first Sunday in Lent carries us to the wilderness. And it's in, chapter, it's in Luke, Gospel 4 of Luke, chapter 4 of the Gospel of Luke, 1, verse 1 through 13. Give attention now to the Word, the word of God. Whoops. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the desert. This is right after Jesus was baptized in the Jordan. He's led by the Spirit in the desert where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil and he ate nothing during those days and at the end of them he was hungry. And the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered, It is written, Man does not live on bread alone. The devil then led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, I will give you all of their authority and splendor, for it has been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want to. So if you worship me, it will all be yours. And Jesus answered, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down for here, from here. For it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered, It says, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. And when the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh Lord, help us to see that within this story, how we are alike in Jesus, both in temptations and overcoming. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Now, I've always found it fascinating that we find that the person of the Trinity, it's one of the persons of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, that actually carries and sends for Jesus, leads Jesus into the wilderness. Now, I can't help but think that probably you, like me, the first time I read that was maybe alarmed by that. The fact of temptation, of evil, is distressing, but it is even so much more when you think about that this temptation, this leading into the wilderness of temptation and evil, is the first thing that the blessed Son of God encounters. Now, I have seen the Judean wilderness in my own eyes, and it is a truly God-forsaken place, and I suggest maybe you Google Earth it and look at it, Uh, for yourselves in some of the pictures. It resembles more a lunar landscape than an earthen uh, landscape. 
And I think we can easily understand how the devil could be encamped in such a region as that. But why would the Holy Spirit lead the exalted Son of God there for not one, but for 40 days? That is almost incomprehensible, I think. And, he, and while he's there, he becomes thirsty and hungry and tempted. Tempted. I don't know about you, but I have never really ever been hungry, okay? I, I was a, a little bit of a runt when I was a kid, about the age of these kids, but it didn't take too long, and my grandmother, Curtis, she cooked me French fries one day. I loved them with lots of ketchup, and from that point on, I have not been a runt, okay? I still love those French fries. I've not, never really been hungry. And I've talked to several people in our family, and no one can ever, ever re really remember being hungry. Now, they can remember, some of them, the days of the Depression era in the last century, but they'll tell you that they did not go hungry. You see, they were able to grow their food. They were able to share their food, and they did that with strangers. And you see, even in a place like South Carolina, Swampland will grow a good sweet potato. I know, I lived down that part of the country for a while. And the Rocky Mountain land will grow a good Irish potato. So you, can, you, you don't get hungry, even in our part of the world. But in the desert wilderness, you see, and I've also encountered a little bit of that, the only thing that ever seems to grow there are stones. Stones. And it's pretty hard to eat a stone. Stones and temptations. But I, I, I want you to know that this, our Lord was hungry. He was thirsty and he was tempted. And I think that this is really good news. And I know you're thinking, how could that be good news? It is good news because Jesus was tempted. You see, because Jesus was tempted, you are not spiritually are morally inferior. Now think about that. Because Jesus was tempted, you're not less than faithful because you experience temptation. Now let, let me re repeat that. You are not spiritually or morally inferior. You are not less than faithful because you experience temptation. And that's the good news of this lesson. Now I'll explain more in a minute. All temptation, though, is broken down usually into three categories that roughly match the experience that Jesus had. First, there's physical temptations. These are the urges to satisfy whatever it is that you lust after, regardless of how you go about it. Then there are emotional temptations. These are the temptations to indulge oneself over and against the needs of others to receive the attention that you feel you deserve. This is very prevalent, I believe, in our society today. It's, uh, it goes under another word of narcissism. And then there are spiritual temptations. These are the temptations that you dare God to prove Himself to you. God, prove yourself to us. You see, the thing about temptation, uh, in whatever form it comes, it's often shrouded in plausibility and attractiveness. It often comes to us not as a clear-cut decision between good and evil. You see, we face situations every day in which the choice is not between good and evil. And you see, to be tempted 
is to accept without question what appears natural. For example, food when hungry, water when thirsty, lust when lonely, impatience and rudeness when dealing with those who are serving you, hatefulness when dealing with those who contradict you. All these things are natural. All these things are common. And the good news is that Jesus was tempted by all these things too. Listen again to the evil one. You're hungry, Jesus. Do what comes naturally to you. You know, create some, a little miracle. Turn these stones to bread. Use your advantage, okay? Not for others, but for yourself. See the temptation there? Jesus, you want to change the world. You want to see justice done. You want to set things right. And you can have all those things as long as you bow before me instead of the Father. See the temptation? Jesus, your plans will sell a whole lot better and easier if people see that you're special. Let the angels carry you now into the presence of the scribes and the Pharisees at the temple, and then you won't have to go around teaching and trying to convince people to follow you. They will automatically. And you see, all those things could have been accomplished the same as Jesus has accomplished them, but he could have took the easy road. Temptation is the easy road. Temptation is an easy road to take. But let me tell you, here's some more good news for you today. Resisting temptation, resisting temptation is just as easy. Jesus, if you have a Bible that is annotated, you will notice that all Jesus did was quote Scripture. That's all he did. He simply quoted Scripture. That's why I think it's so important that Bible verses are learned by children and others and adults all through life is to have them Bible verses, know them, and you can pull them out when you need them. Like right now, some of you might be thinking, and this too shall pass, you see. Come on, y'all wake up and laugh at that. But Jesus drew from his heart the Word of God. That's simply what he did. And he spoke it out. He spoke it out in the midst of temptation. One does not live by bread alone. Worship your, the Lord your God and serve only Him. Do not put the Lord your God to the test. He simply spoke out the Word of God in the midst of temptation that gave Him strength and it caused the evil one to move away. During the wilderness road experience, Jesus encounters the evil one and his lies with the truth of God's Word. This is a victory, by the way, that's very important for us to think about. This is a victory that the first Adam did not achieve when he confronted the evil one. You remember? He gave a lot of excuses and blamed Eve for his own shortcomings. Jesus, though, resisted successfully and now, here's another, some more good news. His Spirit lives in us. That same Spirit lives in us. So we also have this overcoming power within us to speak a word of God against temptation. Jesus knows us. Jesus knows how easy it is for us to close our eyes to the troubles around us, to close our ears to the cries of need and despair, to close our hearts 
to those who live with us or near us. Jesus knows the attraction to the quick, quick fix and the struggle to keep on the difficult road. Jesus knows this. And because Jesus knows and has overcome, we can overcome. Jesus knows. And He stands ready. He stands ready for us to call upon Him uh, in our times of trouble and need of strength. And when we reach deep inside and ask Jesus to help, and we think about what Jesus would say and do, then we're on the right road. Okay, we're on the right road. And you know what? I think at the end of our days, God will not ask us if we did wrong. Now think about that. I don't think at the end of our days that God will ask us if we did wrong. I don't think God will ask us if we've been tempted. You know what? God knows we've done wrong and knows we've been tempted. So I don't think He will ask us that. No, what I think God will ask us is did we learn from our experience on the wilderness road? Did we learn as we were going down that wilderness road? Did we learn a new song? Did we learn a new word? Did we learn a new tune? Did we learn the tune of love? That's what I believe the Lord will want to know. And, how, and did we learn how to play it on the instrument of our life? In other words, the Father will ask, I believe, if we've walked the wilderness road in the same direction that Christ walked it. And if we have, we will probably have stumbled some along the way. And we'll probably have fallen once or twice along the way. But that's all right. Because I believe that is in heaven when God will bandage up those wounds wipe away the tears from our eyes, and welcome us to the kingdom. God knows that we have stumbled and fallen, but God knows that the main thing is have we continued on our way home in the right direction? Have we been going and following the star? Have we been following the right direction out of the wilderness? That's the key. And that's what we're on is a journey. That's the journey we're on this day as we journey with Jesus to the cross. I offer you this in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, let us affirm our faith. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God, who has created and is creating who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We are called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope, in life, in death, in life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. Let our ushers come forward now as we receive our tithes and our offerings.
I want you to, to before I give the benediction, to notice that, uh, you know, the John and Julius project, they, they're here. There's your new board there and the new board there. And their newest project has also got to do with the Heifer International, but it's the seedlings and the seed project. So isn't that, wouldn't it be wonderful if we can have, you know, a church, a bunch of animals and seeds and trees and stuff? We're going to transform a village somewhere. I'm convinced of that. Um, thank y'all. Thank y'all. Y'all did good. You did real good. Okay. You want to help me do the benediction? Hmm? Yeah. Okay. Help me. Just repeat after me. Okay. May the Holy Spirit, May the Holy Spirit bless, you, bless you and keep you and, keep you and, preserve, you and preserve you until the Lord comes back. Until the Lord comes back. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Have a great week.